Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, folks, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on is we're doing another uh, another can you brew it? Another exciting segment. Another or two or three or how many are we? Well, do whatever. You know, like we, we're we'll doing like we go. ten shows in a row. <laughs> how long we can go? Well, you know that reminds me, new new sponsor. Speaking, of how long we can go? Oh. Got a new sponsor for for Can You Brew? A new sponsor. I was looking for new sponsors. What do they sell? Uh, hardware or software? Well, they hopefully make software great. hardware. Oh, great! What? No. <laughs> Adam Adam and Eve dot com. Adam and Eve. Oh, Adam and Eve dot com. That's an adult uh, toy store, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, wow. they you know it's stuff to spice up your uh, your uh, sessions. I guess you you would say. Yeah, it's a uh, married couples have a lot of that stuff. I know. I notice. <laughs> right. I yeah. ask around. Lots of goodies. So they, you know, they they love our fine demographic that you have on this this uh, that listen to this show. Bunch of guys with beer dick. <laughs> Bunch of guys with beer oh, dick. Is that our yeah. demographic? No, what is our demographic? Right. What is, who the knows software. what that is? I don't know. I I imagine we have uh, guys, we have gals listening. Yeah. We have preoperative transgender. <laughs> We of have uh, post-operative transgender, but then they become guys or gals, you know. So, uh, and we love them all, That's absolutely. Uh, and uh, Adam and Eve loves you too, and they want you to uh, go to adamandeve.com. And you can select uh, one item. You type it. What you do is you type in the code uh, CYBY. So, can you brew it? Oh. And uh, that code gets you. Uh, let's see, fifty percent off on uh, one item. Whoa. You also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so essential we can't mention it on the radio. Wow. We say a lot of shit on this radio. We say all sorts of shit on yeah. this radio. So, yeah. I, I, you know, something you can't mention here? I don't know. <laughs> must be must like... Must be radio they're thinking of. It must be illegal in... in oh, know. I see. Some states don't allow it. I got you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's illegal in like 49 states. <laughs> hey, Jamil, what was that code again? <laughs> C Y B I, can you brew it? Nice. C Y B I. Easy to remember. Fifty percent off an item. Wow. Adamandeve.com. So check it out. Yeah, new sponsor. They're uh, they're helping support this show. So uh, you know, they lots of goodies they're giving away. It sounds like a heck of a deal. Right. Fifty percent off on you know some giant throbbing dildo you need. Or I checked out the site. They had a great selection. Lots. Uh, <laughs> you checked out their selection. Over of they got over hundred G spot vibrators, I think, or so, or eighty six or something. <laughs> wow, that's an amazing number. They can't find your spot with with one of those. Well, was, you don't have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should have stopped at sixty nine. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's really. They shouldn't have any yeah. more product other than sixty. That must have been their target. Sixty nine of everything. Yeah. 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 
absolutely. Well, and our uh, our, our great uh, sponsor been with us since the, the uh, beginning of time, Northern Brewer. I'm wearing a nice uh, Northern Brewer oh, t-shirt yeah. right now, as a matter of fact. Right, you you can check swag. it out on uh, on the live video feed, uh, Justin TV, uh, whatever. What is it? Justin <laughs> Just <laughs> Google uh, Justin.tv Justin Justin slash Brewing Network. Network. There you go. And just you can see us. me wearing my fine uh, Northern Brewer shirt. Yeah, just look for the handsome guys on the, uh, right. the little thumbnail preview. There you go. Yeah. That would be us. We're next to the handsome that guys. That would be us. We're next to the handsome guys, yeah. Uh, Northern Brewer, they're, they're great guys. Northernbrewer.com. Check them out. They've uh, got all sorts of all the goodies you need to brew these beers for Kenya Brew It and uh, a whole lot more. And good customer service, good shipping. Uh, check them out. Uh also, I wanted to mention we're still doing the uh, Blickman giveaway, right? So uh, Blickman Engineering, BlickmanEngineering.com, they sponsor the uh, Bruce Strong Show. Well, we're doing a deal where if you buy yourself a Blickman top-tier system uh, before uh, end of January 2011, you got a chance for uh, John Palmer, John Blickman, and myself to come out to your place and uh, brew with you on that, on that top-tier system. Or you can come out to my place or... And we'll bring you out to the show and everything else. So yes, we uh, do. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. And the AHA, they also uh, love you guys. They are giving away uh, a free pass for Kenya Brewit listeners to the uh, NAC, the National Homebrew uh, Conference, hmm. down in San Diego in June. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the biggest one ever. It's a wonderful place to go at the town and country there. It's a huge uh, campus. They do uh, the Craft Brewers Conference. It'll be fantastic. They are uh, giving away a ticket on uh, Kenya Brewitt and a ticket on uh, uh, Bruce Strong and a ticket on the Sunday session. They don't have to give these things away because it's going to sell out. Yeah. So they're just it's out of the it. kindness of their heart. They they thought, well, you know, yeah, let's 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 uh, kick some back to to all the great listeners at uh, the Brewing Network. So uh, in order to participate in that, all you need to do is uh, be an AHA member and also be a BN donor. So you go to the BN uh, site there, click on the donate now, two bucks a month. If uh, you know, if you do it for the one month of February, I think when when the drawing is, uh, you know, your ends for two bucks and HA membership, it's well worth it. Check it out and uh, participate in all these goodies. All right, uh, let's see here, JP. What's our uh, challenge today? Well, guys, we were uh, challenged to brew a, a brew that we've had on uh, before. That was a, a big hit, Terrapin. Mm-hmm. Brewing company with um, their flagship, maybe I would consider the first beer I heard about them from, uh, Wake and Bake Stout. All right, right. So, can you brew it? Well, their flagship, I think, is the uh, the Rye yeah. Pale Ale. Yeah, it's well, one, uh, G- I got flustered. And, right. All right, <laughs> you're maybe, biased. Maybe I'm a little sweaty. He's still right a guy. but still, you're a style guy. Yeah. Still a little warm from the uh, Adam and Eve uh, spot there. I, it gave me the vapors. I, I but uh, yeah, Wake and Bake wake is, and bake is very popular, and I think uh, I don't think they can call it uh, Wake and Bake on the bottles. It uh, it actually is W N B because of the. Uh, the federal government uh, doesn't want them, uh, you know, saying wake and bake for some reason. And uh, that's a, uh, a stout with uh, uh, coffee. And uh, I think it's uh, oatmeal stout with coffee, right? It's got oatmeal right. in it or right. oats in it. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Um, it's part of their uh, Monster Beer uh, Tour. They have a bunch of special beers that they do, and uh, it's a seasonal. It's out right now in uh, November. Hmm. Uh, they just brewed it, and uh, they shipped us some. 
uh, very nice of them. And uh, Spike at Terrapin was kind enough to uh, speak with us and, and give us pretty much everything we needed to know to, to brew this. Great. Yeah. It's a great beer. It is. It's fantastic. And we're going to see if we can uh, match up uh, their brewing skills with ours and see how that works out. Because they gave us pretty much everything we need. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up to brewer skill at this point. Can they leave on one thing so we can blame it on them? Come on. Right. No, no. That's mm. that's not the way uh, Spike rolls. Anyways, uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a short break? And when we come back, we will hear from Spike at Terrapin uh, and all about Wake and Bake back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex, traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with Dr. Jean de Clerc. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. Icebox. What, what? 21st century Norwegian-American homebrewer rapper from St. Paul. Listen, listen. I bust the attenuation maxims and my yakima magnums make my log so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five-liter dick. Get your nasty mid-drinking group on ass back to 1026, boo! And Brother Abelard. Of the witch. Be gone! 12th century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition. My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more Time Brewers! Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. And polish your style accuracy with DeMille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The How-To Homebrew Beer Magazine. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. 
White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, BN Army. You think you're badass? Well, you are. Kind of. Like, badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hop Tech in patriotic Dublin, California, recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real Army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, Hop Tech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hop Tech way of saying thanks. To all active military personnel, 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more, all at HopTech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army, HopTech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800-DRY-HOPS, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to HopTech.com. HopTech, serving homebrewers for 28 years. Brewing TV has been inside a lot of breweries, but this one takes the beast by the horns. Dive headfirst into the insanity that is Surly Brewing Company with Jake, his personal photographer, and his co-host, The Cobra. Badass beers, mustache jokes, and metal up your ass. Our trip to Surly Brewing Company, online now at brewingtv.com. Brewing TV. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with Brian Bukowski, founder, brewmaster of Terrapin Beer Company in Athens, Georgia. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, thanks for being back with us. And uh, I know a lot of people call you Spike, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, uh, I think uh, you know. It, that just shows what kind of a friendly guy you are and, and how helpful you, you've been. Uh, you've got a, a background as a home brewer, right? I do, yeah. I started home brewing before I uh, went out to brewing school. And, and how did you end up uh, you know, founder of uh, a very successful uh, professional uh, brewery? Uh, a lot of hard work and determination, <laughs> I guess. Um, well, my, it's like, my how do you get to Carnegie Hall? This back, uh, well, business plan started together uh, back in 98 or so, and uh-huh. then, uh, you know, we started contract brewing first because we didn't have the capital to, uh, to uh, you know, build a $2 million brewery, but then we finally got investors, and we finally built in Athens, and, uh, you know, here we are two years later in Athens just uh, brewing it up and uh, doing our thing. And you know, when you started out as a as a home brewer, did you um, have immediately uh, visions of of going and, and being a professional brewer, or, or did this uh, take a while for you? Well, you know, it beats digging ditches. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, even you know, even sitting at my guidance counselor's desk, you know, freshman year of college, you know, and, and trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. I mean, you know, you're 18, 19 years old, you're sitting in a room, and 
I didn't know what I wanted to do, and he's like, well, you know, we, we got this uh, corporate video communication degree, which is, you know, radio and TV, and I'm like, okay, let's try that, you know, so, you know, when I get out of college, you know, I did some video work and, and stuff like that, but just really didn't really float my boat, and then, um, you know, when I started homebrewing and uh, just loved doing it, and, um, you know, back in back in the late 80s, you know, the craft brewing boom was, was pretty hard, and and, uh, you know, there were schools to go to, and, and uh, you know, why not? You know, why not take a shot and uh, go out to brewing school and see if you can pull it off? So, uh, you know, um, I'm always up for the challenge, and, you know, set your mind to something. You can do whatever you want. So that's literally how that, how that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, you know, one of the things cruising around your, your website, uh, terrapinbeer.com, uh, mm-hmm. I see that you have a lot of uh, besides your year-round beers, you have all these other, you know, they sound almost homebrew-like. You know, the Monster Beer mm-hmm. Tour, the side projects yep. you do, you do Oak Age beers, your Midnight Brewing Project. Yep. You're part of the uh, the reunion uh, thing, the uh, um, which uh, a number of uh, uh, breweries are participating in. Um, you know, you, you just, uh, it seems like you still have that spirit, though you've, you've, uh, you've gone pro and you've got this, this, uh, successful brewing company. It seems like you still got a passion for the creative side of, of the hobby. Sure. There. Not, not that, yeah. uh, other breweries that are brewing just, uh, a regular old pale ale and an amber and, uh, right. you know, aren't creative. I, they are. But, uh, you know, there's so many ingredients and so many things you can do with them that, uh, it's mm-hmm. nice to see a brewery where, uh, you know, the, the, the founder still has that passion for doing something unusual and, and kind of breaking the mold. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I started at a brew pub. I mean, when I did my internship uh, at American Brewers Guild, um, you know, I, I was trained under Glenn Sprouse, and at that time this was Phoenix Brewing Company. And, um, you know, he was traditionally a lager brewer, but, you know, we did like 20 to 25 different products, you know, throughout the year. So, you know, I, I did also have commercial experience, but really enjoyed the brew pub setting because you had total control over your product, obviously. And, you know, we brewed so many different styles. And that definitely does translate because, you know, like you said, we've got a regular line of beers. We've got the Monster Beer Tour. We've got Side Project. Uh, I'm doing collaborations now. I mean, I'm doing one. Uh, last year, I did Rogan Roush with Left Hand. This year, we came back and did uh, Death Charge at our brewery. Um, in March, I actually fly out to DeProof. Um, we are the fourth brewery um, to do a collaboration with DeProof, so uh, I'm pretty psyched about that, and uh, hopefully there will be more. Um, you know, when we started this brewery two years ago, we started doing something called Terrapin and Friends, which were actually beer dinners um, that we we invited other breweries to participate in our, our beer dinners. So, you know, I've done beer dinners with Bells. I've done beer dinners with Sierra Nevada and Rogue and Stone. And it's just it's just a great thing because for us and for Terrapin, um, we want friends out in the industry. And, you know, yeah, there's friendly competition, but I think it's, it's the craft brewing industry against the big boys, you know? So mm-hmm. why not get people on the bandwagon now? And, you know, when I do a beer dinner, you know, let's just say I do a, did a beer dinner with Sierra Nevada. 
if I turn somebody on to a Sierra Nevada pale ale and they go out and buy their pale ale and buy mine and buy Bell's, that's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's educate the public on great beer, and that's what we're trying to do. Right, right. That's a that's a great attitude to have. I think it, you know, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, so absolutely, uh, you all work together. It all uh, uh, it's nothing but uh, adding more um, uh, craft beer lovers to the to the marketplace when they have such great choices. Well, and and one beer in your uh, monster beer tour is uh, the Wake and Bake uh, Coffee Oatmeal Imperial Stout. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. It sounds it sounds all. It's <laughs> like a, you know, uh, what a home brewer might might concoct, but uh, yeah. you know, this one uh, you got a, a just a a, a rabid uh, following on this beer. Now this is a seasonal that comes out in November, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, coming out very soon, and I actually have some in the bright tank right now, so uh, it will be out very soon. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit how uh, we might might go about brewing a, a beer like this? Sure. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll get to the coffee, but don't forget, you got to start with a good coffee. But uh, the stout recipe, um, you know, I, I, I kind of just wanted to make a nice big imperial oatmeal stout and uh, sat down and kind of played with this recipe a little bit. And um, on the two-row side, I probably got about 68% two-row in there. Mm-hmm. Um I use uh, a dark crystal, about 86 Lovivon. I use faucet crystal, um, which I really, really like. I'm also a crisp fan, but uh, for this beer, I actually used um, some faucet 86, uh, probably about 8% of that or so. Um, and, of course, what's a good uh, what's a good stout without some flake products? So uh, my flake product comes from OIO, and uh, I use some uh, some oat flakes, um, probably about 6.5% or so, and I also use some flaked barley. Uh, at about six and a half percent, six point seven or so. Um, <clears throat> my uh, specialty malts in there, like my chocolate, my black, and my roast, are all from Fawcett as well. So I'm using about three percent chocolate, about three percent black, and about three percent roasted barley. Mm-hmm. Um, so that rounds out the malt bill. Um, I'm shooting for about uh, about forty to forty five BU. Um, so I'm using Chinook. Uh, at 60 minutes, um, you know, so about 30, 35 BUs from that, and then I'm using Nugget uh, at the 30-minute edition, probably about 10 BUs from the Nugget edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it on the malt bill and the hot bill. Um, as far as mashing, uh, I mash it a little low because I've got so much specialty in there, mm-hmm. so I'm mashing it at about 152 or so. I want this beer um, to finish probably around five degrees Plato, four and a half to five degrees, because I want that sweetness to back up um, the bitterness that comes from the coffee. Not that the coffee is really, really bitter, but I just want a, want a sweeter mouthfeel mm-hmm. uh, or a sweeter taste and a, and a thicker mouthfeel. Um, so this guy starts at about 21 to 21.5 Plato and finishes somewhere around four and a half to five Plato. Um, so we ferment at about 66 to 68 degrees, and after primary fermentation, um, we crash cool it down to 32 degrees. Mm-hmm. And after aging it out um, for about a week or two, that's when we add the coffee. And I've had a lot of trial and error uh, with coffee. The first time I did it, um, I basically used one pound per barrel. And how we did that initially, um, 
I used about a gallon of water per pound of coffee. And what I did was I took de-aerated cold water and cold-pressed the coffee mm-hmm. in like a separate vessel mm-hmm. and then used that extract and pumped it in to the beer. Mm-hmm. And that worked okay. Um, but now our process is to actually throw coarse ground coffee right into an empty f- fermenter. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say I've got a 100-barrel batch of Wake and Bake. I'll take 100 barrels, I'm sorry, I'll take 100 pounds of coffee and open up the manway and throw it in the empty fermenter, and then I'll transfer that beer right on top of the empty fermenter. I'll put the Wake and Bake right in there, and then after 48 hours, we just de-filter it and call it done. Mm-hmm. So all the aging is is done before adding the coffee. And as a home brewer, yeah, you can probably put it in uh, in your secondary fermentation, um, you know, in your carboy, uh, you know, but for my practices, you know, we'll age the beer out and, you know, try to drop as much yeast out as we possibly can, transfer it um, on top of that coffee, wait 48 hours, and then filter it. So it spends about 48 hours on the coffee? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what uh, yeast are you using? Uh, all, my house strain is 1272 okay. for my ales, right. uh, which is which is a Y-E strain. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I listened to your uh, interview on the Sunday session that you did with mm-hmm. us a while back, and um, you mentioned that you went through a lot of effort in getting just the right coffee blend uh, to use in this beer. Yeah, I mean... The interesting thing about the coffee is that we have a great roaster, uh, a local roaster here in Athens called Jittery Joe's. So the interesting part was I was never a huge coffee drinker. You know, I'd I'd have a cup, but, you know, it was always with milk and sugar and, and, you know, turn it up. But, you know, obviously for me to taste the coffee, I had to drink it black. And uh, they gave me about 10 different types of coffees to try. So every morning I'd sit down and I would try a new black cup of coffee, and I would just basically take notes, whether it was earthy or floral or, or you know, all the different uh, flavors that coffee comes from, or comes in coffee, and it was interesting because, you know, like I said, one day, you know, it would be earthy, the next day it would be floral, the next day, you know, it would be fruit, I mean, I was just getting so many different characters from the coffee, um, and that was on the hot side. Well, I said, well, I probably don't want to add this coffee on the hot side because of, you know, extracting the oils. And you don't want to boil coffee because you know what happens when that, you know, you get all astringent and mm-hmm. you get, you know, nasty flavors from, from boiled coffee. So what I did after that is I took those same coffees and I made cold presses. So I soaked them in cold water, left them overnight, and then I needed a control beer. Well, that was easy. I, I actually used um, Old Rasputin which is one of my favorite stuff. So I took old raspy and, you know, put a, put them in a whole bunch of uh, small glasses and then kind of doctored in the coffee and um, ended up with a blend of 60% Costa Rican, 20% Zimbabwe, and 20% Guatemalan coffees for the blend. And there you have it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. my blend of coffee. It was, it was kind of neat because I never had experience, well, that much experience with coffee, and now... Um, the only time I doctor a coffee is the coffee's pretty bad. Other than that, it's just I drink coffee black. Well, and uh, the cool thing is if uh, listeners 
get themselves over to your, your website, terrapinbeer.com, okay. and go and find the uh, Monster Beer Tour and the Wake and Bake uh, Coffee Oatmeal Imperial Stout uh, section. There's a link there, there where you can purchase the actual coffee that you guys use, right? Yeah, absolutely. They uh, Jerry Joe's sells the Wake and Bake Coffee at all their outlets, and uh, you can also... I'm not sure how many Whole Foods we're in, but um, they also uh, carried at Whole Foods as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome! And so, uh, uh, you know, if 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 somebody wants to uh, try brewing something like this, then I think that's a, a great way to uh, to get the coffee for that. Oh yeah, absolutely! Because you're probably not going to use the that whole can. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know how much you guys are brewing, but if you're brewing a five gallon batch, you're not going to use a whole can of coffee. So. Why not put it in your beer and then drink the rest? Right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, and I, I think you know all that effort you put into getting just the right blend is is uh, something that you know people can take advantage of. You know, you yeah, yeah, because I mean, I just didn't want to use any old coffee. Obviously, okay. Obviously, I wanted to use some great coffee. So, Jerry Joe's that was a no brainer. But how was it going to react, or how was it going to act in the beer? Mm-hmm. And, and you know you don't know that until you add it, and uh, you know the only way I had to do it was trial and error, and uh, and that's what I came up with. So it, it was a great, it was definitely a great experience to do that. I mean, I just had a blast doing it, and really, um, really just kind of got a whole another better understanding of uh, of, of coffee. And it might be a, a, I think, a great coffee for homebrewers to experiment with in uh, other beers that they want to put coffee flavor in. Sure, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you've got because uh, we just did another coffee beer that just came out about a month ago uh, called the Depth Charge, and that's on our. Um, we do a, a midnight project series with Left Hand Brewing Company, and those guys came out and, uh, and they flew out, and uh, we did a, a. Our Depth Charge is a um, espresso note style. Mm-hmm. So this time we used Jittery Joe's Espresso Blend, so totally different coffee in this beer and a uh, totally different result. I mean, it was really interesting how how coffees uh, are, are just, you know, one coffee is so different from the next. It's really cool. Great. Is there anything else uh, we should know about uh, trying to brew a beer like this? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, my, my big thing is mash temperatures. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with this much specialty malt, just watch that. Watch out that you don't mash in too hot mm-hmm. um, because your beer will come out too sweet. Um, if you, I, I would rather mash in on the low side because, you know, it, even if it goes down to about three and a half, four Play-Doh, I think you're fine. Um, Temperature-wise, I mean, we ferment at 66 here, but uh, you can probably take it up to about 70 degrees I mean, if you want to get some esters in there. Um, and as far as adding the coffee, you can do it a bunch of different ways. You can do the cold press method or, you know, like I said, we use one pound per barrel, so you guys will have to scale that down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm sure you have a vast array of homebrewers out there. I don't know how, you know, if these guys get into filtration or what, but, you know, even if you want to put it in a muslin bag, you know, a little hop sock, you can you know, put it in there, use use coarse grind, don't get it too fine, mm-hmm. um, and add it in the secondary. And, and it's the flavor. I mean, I don't, if you want it stronger, obviously leave it in there longer. But, uh, you know, our rule of thumb is 48 hours and then get it the heck out. So mm-hmm. that's right. how we do it here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your help. You've been uh, more than generous with your information and uh, your knowledge, and we really appreciate that. Hey, no problem, and you guys just uh, keep keep drinking that craft brew beer. Yeah, we will.
and uh, uh-huh. uh, we're looking forward to uh, more of your creativity in, in all your projects and uh, all your interesting beers. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable, and the Accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Since 1921, Munton's has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. 
everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant home brewer needs. Something about trained? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really weird language. Ah! Art for Mundins Mow and Mow Extract at your local home brew shop. Muntins for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntins. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right. All right, we're back. We're doing uh, <coughs> Terrapin Wake and Bake Stout. So during the... Uh, the interview we were tasting and discussing and we do a blind tasting of the beers and uh, uh, we let's let's start with uh, tasty let's uh, go ahead <laughs> start with what well, uh, you were saying we could say what we did yeah oh. well we we're, were we're tasting they got well, a, we got the, a, a we glass got the, number one glass got, number yeah, two yeah we got the glass or, uh, one and two uh, two and one um, both fine beers both well made beers um uh, one was a little colder to begin with, so we had to sort of warm it up, which is, you know, mm-hmm. not no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was cold, it was definitely, it tasted like a um, like a lighter version of two. I mean, I, I get a lot of the same, you know, backbone maltiness. I did notice some difference in the uh, coffee aroma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know coffee that well, but I, I could smell coffee, and it smelled like, I don't know. Coffee? Two different coffees, or some, mm-hmm. some difference. Mm-hmm. It could have been, I don't know. Not a big coffee person, so I wouldn't say whether it was a major like it's a roast versus a espresso type thing, whatever. But right, right. Anyway, why doesn't that surprise me that you you're not a big coffee guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like know. being amped. You're, you're probably not a big morning guy either, are you? No, I get up pretty early. I'm, I'm on the job by eight, oh, wow. and I have a cup of coffee there, sitting sure. in your underwear, one, one cup a day. Yeah. <laughs> underwear, well, in the warmer weather, yes. <laughs> Or on the but pajama bottoms right. is appropriate yeah. to day of time. I had a guy come by to give me an estimate on a new furnace today. Right. And I was in my pajamas. He didn't seem to. Didn't seem twice. to mind? <laughs> and all kinds of things on the coffee table I don't even want to describe. But he didn't seem to mind that either. <laughs> I'm, I'm here come to on. Fix your it's California. <laughs> anyway. So what's it got to do with coffee? I don't quite understand. Oh, what are we at here? Oh, yeah. All uh, right. Anyway, so. Um, so now they're at the same temperature, and I notice like a, a color difference. There's uh-huh, a, uh-huh. a few SRM difference in, in number two. It's a little darker, quite a bit darker. Well, there's a little bit of a um, of kind of an ester getting that difference, in the... ester alcohol kind of difference right. that we were talking about, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then the um, and the head on one, two... if you shake it up and you get kind of a, the head on one was much darker than much the darker head on it's the more other. of a brown the other's a beige so there's right. a color difference there right. mm-hmm. uh the, the two's brown uh and two seems more viscous more of like a bigger uh more mouthfeel kind of beer. Mm-hmm. so i if you want my vote i'm saying not clone yeah how about you chad uh 
Definitely number two is definitely similar for me from what Tasty's describing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Parabola if you've had it this year. Uh, I get a lot of like kind of toasty marshmallow vanilla notes in the nose and chocolate. Where uh, number one, I get a little more spice, um, pepper to it. Um, but it's great. But it definitely has a you know a, a bigger uh, alcohol presence, um, a little different coffee flavor from number one. Um, but yeah, that peppery note's kind of interesting in number one. Um, but uh, they're a little different between uh, okay. those characteristics. Yeah, Have, uh, we got uh, the the great uh, Nathan Smith here in the studio with us. What mystery uh, guest showed up at the break? Yes, wandered in. <coughs> we poured him some beer. Just happened to be in the neighborhood, you know. Uh, one and two, yeah, they're different beers in many ways, but you can tell it's the same base recipe. I think yeah. just a different, That's either a- different starting gravity or different finishing gravity between the two. Seems like. Really close in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, number one has a little bit more of a a green pepper, like coffee aroma, like a slight higher acidity maybe, or a little bit uh, more extraction mm-hmm. of the coffee. Some coffee beers tend to showcase that side of the coffee. Mm-hmm. Number two has a, a bigger alcohol aroma to me and a little bit bigger ester quality to it, maybe like an English ale yeast type of ester almost. Mm-hmm. And number one seems a little bit more cleaner. Both really nice beers, but... I don't know if I can say they're cloned. They're a little bit, right. a little bit different than the other. By enough in alcohol and mouthfeel that mm-hmm. it really throws it off a little mm-hmm. bit for me. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, what do you? What's your? Uh... Well, the Schwartz beer that Chad gave me is really good. <laughs> Let me start with that. Let me start with the compliment sandwich. Should have given you two beers, and you can. <laughs> The and 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 Nate talked me through what I was picking up in number one, which, as he just mentioned, is that that green pepper flavor, mm-hmm. not not a peppery like the spice, but like the vegetable. Yep. And it's it's a little offensive to me in a beer, actually. Whereas the other one has a really nice coffee flavor. It's uh, it's chocolatey coffee. Um, I I also agree with the viscosity of it that Tasty mentioned. It the, the number two seems more viscous. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're cloned. I I also agree with Tasty on this. You know, the slight color difference. I don't know. How do you tell when they're both that dark already? But um, there is a slight difference, and maybe that has something to do with the viscosity too, the the thickness of the two beers. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think they're cloned. I think that number two is the terrapin, and I and I think that number one was a, a valiant effort by JP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one is an excellent beer, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very oh, well-made beer. Very well-made. So what is it? Jamil, hold what do you think? Who gives a shit with you? So we're, all, we're all caffeinated now and want to talk over it. Right. Yeah, I'm all buzzed right. up here. No, uh, I see what everyone's saying, and... Um, you know, my only comment for the listeners, especially, is that we're talking very subtle differences in yeah. a lot of respects. Very you know? much, yeah. You know, d- people, I get comments later on. It's like, well, you know, they were obviously radically different. How can you call them cloned? When we go, well, you know, I'm kind of picking up a very slight. There's, uh, you know, instead of a 10% biscuit, it's uh, yeah. about a 10 and a quarter percent biscuit. More, uh, you know, a little more Britney flavor. Or yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> like, lighter. oh, you know, these beers are so different. How are you calling them cloned? No, no, no. We're talking. We're we're hunting for the the fine differences between two beers blindly tasted. Right. I think you know that this is. Um, I think they're 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 pretty close. I think there are some differences in, in um, kind of fermentation and um, maybe the coffee, but uh, you know, still really g- quite close. 
And uh, because this was JP's challenge, and he's my buddy, I, I'm going to call it clones just because <laughs> I know. Like, I get That's a, a sim- vote. <laughs> That's a sympathy clone. No, you're not, but you're saying it is. Okay. Uh, it, no, it's, it totally we have, is. No, we don't keep score you know, that way. It's anymore. totally clones. You, okay. you know, the one thing I w- I'll agree with you on that, Jamil, uh, that you mentioned is... I bet you that Terrapin doesn't brew this beer the same taste twice. Right. right. Because yeah. of how big it is and how complex mm-hmm. it is, uh, those subtle differences that you're talking about, I bet you don't find in two batches of the Terrapin beer. Ex- exactly. That being said, I do stick to that there's some significant differences in this mm-hmm. beer. And maybe, as you said, it's just the coffee or something else. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll get into that. But I do agree with you on that, that I bet right. you even Spike would say, you know what, year to year, that's a different beer. Sure, and you know, in a beer this big, uh, you know, a huge roasty beer with lots of alcohol and lots of coffee, it's like, yeah, that's that's the beer. <laughs> I mean, we could have <laughs> drank either yeah. one of these and go, yeah, all right, and then you could have gotten another one and said, yeah, that's the beer. JP's so, beer is also about two to three weeks old, I think, where the Terrapin is probably at least a month, if not a little bit more. Yeah, it's still, it's about the same, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, I would say I could... Is, is younger. I could be with you on that, Jamil, that if you gave us either one at random, instead, rather than right. side by side, right. with the exception of that green pepper flavor. Yeah, see, and that green pepper isn't that strong for me. Okay. I get, I get a peppery out of both of them. Okay. But, you know, so for me, it's it's not that strong. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm calling a clone just because uh, I can, because there's you what know, is green no danger of it throwing the, uh, the results. <laughs> All right. So, uh, JP, this is your challenge. Yeah. And, and what do you think? Do you think you're cloned? Do you think you're uh, not cloned? Uh, I think I'm not cloned. Oh, see, um, you won't join me in my, I won't join my you. protest vote. Not yet. Um, taking the intellectual high road. Yeah, well, i got to be a better man, like everybody else. Um <laughs> It's. Uh, I think the recipe is, is solid. I, 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 there's definitely notes of of one in the other, uh-huh. um, but uh, I had a few problems with this beer. In case uh, well, you know you were wondering, <laughs> I, I always wonder about your problems. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me quickly uh, rattle through the recipe, and then um, we'll take a break, and we'll hear all about JP's problems. Uh, huh? Great. I cried right, just as a segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, these <laughs> the, teaser, are, the teaser is he cries today. Yeah, for all the, the next re- segment, all the recipes on this show, we do uh, six gallon uh, at the end of the boil, and it's seventy percent efficiency. <laughs> and let's see here. Uh, so anticipated starting gravity is ten eighty eight, uh, SRM fifty seven, IBUs uh, using the Rager formula forty four point four, and uh, it's going to be boiled for ninety minutes. Let's see here. The uh, 68.7% or 6.8 kilograms of pale uh, uh, pale malt two-row, domestic two-row. 8.1% or 800 grams of Crystal 80. Uh, 7.1% or 700 grams of flake barley and the same amount of flaked oats. And then 3% or 300 grams of black patent malt. Uh, these are all uh, British black patent malt, chocolate malt, and roasted barley. And uh, for hops, we're looking at 21 grams of Chinook, uh, 30% alpha acid, uh, 60 minutes, and 14 grams of Nugget, uh, also 13% alpha acid at 30 minutes. And the yeast that uh, Terrapin uses is the Y yeast uh, 1272 American Ale 2 yeast. And uh, I believe, what was the equivalent on that one for uh, White Labs? Was that the uh, California 5, I think it is? I believe so, yeah. All right. Uh, mash schedule. 
we would uh, do a rest at 152 degrees Fahrenheit for 60, and uh, that would pretty much be it. As far as fermentation, ferment at 66 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to add uh, coffee at a rate of uh, 14.6 grams per gallon or 73 grams for five gallons of beer. Uh, coffee is a blend of 60% Costa Rican, 20% Guatemalan, and 20% Zimbabwe. Uh, ferment completely, then rack clear beer onto coarse ground coffee and hold for 48 hours. Especially malts are Thomas Fawcett. The crystal is a dark crystal around 86 love. Chaka malt is approximately 350 love. The black malt is approximately 450 love. And the roasted barley is 450 love as well. I like when you talk to me uh, like a British man. Love? Yeah. How you doing, love? Thank you. I'll tell you what, love. Let's take a uh, short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear... all your trials and tribulations of uh, cloning this beer. Back after this. The editors of Draft Magazine want you to know their holiday issue has hit newsstands and they have a two-for-one deal this season just for you. The holiday issue of Draft is 100 pages of beery cheer sure to brighten any beer lover's yuletide. Don't miss some brewing network favorites among the top 25 beers of the year, along with a few brews you may not have gotten your hands on this year. And for everyone worthy on your list, Draft brings you their beer gift guide with the 18 best beers to give someone you really care about, all in the 2010 holiday issue of Draft. And this season, when you give a subscription to Draft, you'll get one for free. Just use promo code HOLIDAY when you place your order. Coming up in the next issue, what do Bricks Keller, The Blind Tiger, and Falling Rock have in common? Don't miss the top 100 bars across the country in the next issue of Draft. The top 25 beers of the year, the top 100 bars in America, and a two-for-one deal that can't be beat. Visit DraftMag.com now and experience life on tap with America's favorite beer magazine. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers! When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah! No, sir! Please, wait! Just a moment! Aye! A package from the future from Northern Brewer. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man! And the Sats Hop, sucker! They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let Melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Boo. And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty-ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, Brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of The Time Brewers. Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, 
and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids, come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hey, well, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. Now, suck it! 
戏。All right, back. Tasty's been sucking hey. the sample beers from uh, JP's attempt. I have. I was also drinking some of this arrogant bastard attempt that uh, yeah. we're retrying here. That's in right. The background. Right. And I'm thinking about clone. Ch- changing my vote. Oh yeah. I was the only holdout. Right. You were the only one that didn't call it clone during the arrogant bastard show. Yeah. But well, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Speaking of de- what up with this heretic brewing? You haven't mentioned it all night. You go out of business already? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've lost interest. You know, I got <laughs> I mean, last show, flash every, in the pan. Every ten it. minutes, you mentioned it. Or something. <laughs> what heretic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Don't, don't get me started. Heretic. Yeah, sorry about heretic. that. Heretic. <laughs> heretic. Uh, all right. So JP, you this was your challenge, and uh, it's a it's a yes, you know complex beer, but uh, you know we know you're up to it. You're you're quite the uh, the dark beer uh, guy. Thank you. I try. But uh, all right. So. These, uh, you know, how did your brew session go? What, what would you attribute some of these differences to? Anything in the recipe, or would it be anything that happened during the brew day, or what? Uh, it's one hundred percent me. Is what it is. Um, way to way to throw yourself on that grenade. Well, you know, I cover it. Um, what uh, what the issue is? Uh, the first mistake was forgetting. I don't really do a lot of strong beers. I think my strongest beer I make is like a ten fifty three or ten fifty five mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. my oatmeal stout. Um, so I kind of forget that uh, in you know when you when you have a a, a, a larger gravity beer, right. your efficiency is no longer going to be seventy percent. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lower. What sixty five maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot that. So when I went to uh, to the homebrew shop and got the ingredients, I didn't. Uh, I didn't plan to have a lower efficiency. Right. right. So I actually ended up uh, about a 1080 mm-hmm. is my starting gravity mm-hmm. instead of the 1080. But, you know, I, I think that can make a, a bit of difference. But yeah. if you go back to the one of our first shows, the, the Flossmore Station Pullman Porter or whatever it was, um, I was off by 10 points. <laughs> that one was still <laughs> right in there. So, uh, yeah, well, I think you're that, the Pope, though. I mean, the Pope yeah, gets that's, right. that's how it works out when you're yeah, the Pope. I get a pass, yeah. Yes. Well, that I think, was... um, you know, that could be, you know, part of it, but uh, wouldn't, wouldn't explain everything. The... No, of course not. Uh, and and uh, I'm actually uh, surprised that you think that would be the only mistake. Um, and then when I was grabbing uh, the yeast, um, uh-huh. I uh, forgot that it wasn't California ale, and I just kind of uh. went with my own, you know, the initial grab because I usually use Cal Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of the Cal Five, mm-hmm. which would be the White Labs equivalent there, uh, I use the uh, Cal Zero Zero One. Yeah, see now that I think is probably explains more than anything the differences. <laughs> that that's a huge difference between those two yeasts. You know the yeah. uh, Y yeast Ten Fifty Six and the Y yeast Twelve Seventy Two. You know the Twelve Seventy Two is going to be considerably more esters than the Ten Fifty Six and. Um, will you know have a different alcohol character and the body will change. I mean, color can change. You know, a really? lot of those things. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know we'd go that far. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a substantial difference, I would think. Jip, okay. when did when did you know that it was, that you had grabbed the wrong yeast? Because I'm thinking you grabbed it. Yeah. You knew it. 
your lazy ass could have gone back to the store <laughs> to get the right yeast, but you said F it and you put in the cow. Actually, uh, he realized after he closed you, <laughs> the, the fridge door there at Morbid. <laughs> Even at Morbid. Like, oh, right. yeah, I don't uh, want to have to open that door again no, and reach no. for another one. I've already got it in my hand. I'm That's just curious. Uh, after you pitched or before you pitched? Uh, after I pitched, actually. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. You get Thank a pass. You, I was welcome. figuring he just realized now, actually. <laughs> right. Actually, it was, uh, it was uh, I cracked open one vial. Put it in. Oh. Because I don't do a starter, which is my other problem. And uh, I got a lot of problems. And then I, I opened the second one. I like shook it and kind of opened it. And as I as I opened it and turned it, I saw it just okay. 001. It's like, oh, <laughs> All right. that's not accurate. <laughs> right. Um, just turned out a great beer, yeah. though. Oh, thank you. I, um, I like it that way. No, it's excellent beer. Right? Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I, I personally kind of prefer it. I think two is kind of heavier. And, mm-hmm. uh, Jed pointed out it was that that marshmallowy mm-hmm. um, vanilla thing that I just kind of don't really dig on that mm. that pillowy marshmallowy thing. Yeah, it's Unless more it's a of Belgian, a. I'm not really. You know, I, I I think the with the twelve seventy two or the Cal five, it would be more. It's more of a a winter warmer type of thing. You get a yeah, little more, more alcohol more character. Yeah. yeah, and you you know you get that kind of you know hot big beer type of character that you know a lot of people love mm-hmm. if you want more of a daily drinker then i think going with 1056 or, or or 001 gives you kind of that smoother cleaner you know less you know uh estery kind of profile and it becomes more of the uh the daily drinker yeah um but i think one of the main problems uh, that that i thought personally was i didn't have the right coffee mm-hmm. and so like nate pointed out the uh the green pepper uh, got green uh, bell pepper. Mm-hmm. You cut that thing open and you just sniff it, and that's kind of uh, there's some coffee blends, kind of a lighter uh, acidic coffees can have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the grounds, I get it from Kenya coffee mm-hmm. a lot, like uh, unbrewed just in the grounds. Mm-hmm. And this was the Komodo Dragon blend from Ooh. Starbucks, <laughs> and um, they it just grind up Komodo dragons. <laughs> well, you know, they have the money. Komodo. Are the Komodo dragons eat the coffee beans, poop the them out? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of like the that's it, Jamil. Yeah. yeah. Except with Komodo dragons, so they're bacteria laden, and uh, you got it. You yeah, nice, nice example. Um, yeah, so explore. you can actually get the coffee for this from the. You go to uh, the Terrapin uh, Brewery site; they sell the coffee blend that he uses in this. You can actually pick it up there. I would like to try it with uh, with that actual coffee because, uh, it, it, at least, if I had something um, less acidic and a little darker um, and mm-hmm. a little more. Uh, a little more robust, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then I think it would have been a little harder to tell. But yeah. but that 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 green pepper and the kind of I thought that the coffee flavors though and aromas were were pretty much spot on as far as intensity. I thought they were get, slightly different, but yeah, they I get were the intensity thing. For sure. Intensity they were, is correct. Yeah, they're yeah. exactly spot on. I think that well, Nate had an additional explanation. That might be, you know, it might not just be that it was in the brand of coffee too, or the style of coffee too, but extraction level of the coffee. Yeah, I think at, on the homebrew that JP did at a slightly high, higher extraction, which led to maybe a little bit of that mm. pepper-like quality. I mean, cor- coarse grind to one person means something to right. another, so it could be that it's a little like the bit. Size, as well. You know, the size. But, you, you tell somebody the size of your testicles, and then you right know, for one guy, it's they're like you know. Like grapefruits for another guy huge for somebody else. For the right. barely, barely peanuts, yeah. And so, speaking so, of testicles, we have testicle rings uh, available for our new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, so, uh, that is a good point. Um, I How? used a ground for French press. Right. Got it. Well, that's probably pretty close. Because that's coarse to me. Right. Yeah. 
So, so the many, extraction issue is only a, a uh, grind? That's true, Justin. It's not necessarily the grind. It could be a contact time or a temperature okay. as well. No, they could be or doing it, a colder It's an organic product. Extraction. Each coffee could react differently to the alcohol and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's also true. So how many pounds of Whirlflock did you use? I used 10. <laughs> 10? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, you got, so the, you got that, five gallons. Yeah, no wonder that, why it's so good. Well, right? Out of yeah. that jelly cake, I had to squeeze it right. through a juicer. Did it... Those were my only uh, mistakes. So, secret um, weapon. Secret weapon. Uh, it went right. into the keg yesterday. Well, again... You know, <laughs> so I kind of rushed it. Really also. surprising uh, you know, how close it is, given you know different yeast... <laughs> different starting gravity, different coffee. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Oh, and did JP mention he actually brewed this this morning? <laughs> and pitched a massive. He pitched thirty-five gallons of yeah. yeast, thirty-five vials. Each, each yeast cell needed vials. to drink. But other than that, there were no mistakes made. Right. No. I uh, no. I it, well, and it, it turned out to be a great beer. You made a really nice beer. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I think it was pretty yeah, I would go and I'd go yeah, and get like a pint of this right now. I don't I don't like the coffee flavor though. Kind of agree with Jay. It's a, a, yeah. almost offensive. It's the only part I don't like. It's it's, yeah. it's almost and, and Nate said this too. He gave, Nate gave me all my information for today. It's it's <laughs> it's jalapeno too. It's not just green yeah. pepper. Uh, it's yeah. like it's almost jalapeno and So if I told you it was a jalapeno coffee beer, I would have loved it. I would have <laughs> said, "Wow, JP." You yeah. know that one. I mean it. Do? I would have said, yeah. "That's perfect." I actually fermented it in little tiny green peppers. I would have said it's Perfect competition is a jalapeno coffee. Great stout. idea! Yeah. I bet you you'll win. It's a, it's a really idea. nice beer, yeah, because it is a good beer yeah. if you if you're prepared for a little pepper spice, right? Jalapeno I, I, pepper. I think it's <laughs> I, it, it is coffee and, and probably co- uh, contact time, but I think um, just being around the coffee and, and you know grinding it a lot. It that's I mean that's how it smells to me. So nuggets okay. a little bit forward in the aroma too, actually. And that yeah, well, a little young. bit less in the commercial beer, which is an interesting difference that mm-hmm. as that retreats, it'll probably balance out. I think cause that's playing off the coffee flavor that you don't like, or the coffee aroma and flavor that you don't like as much. Jay is that it's a little bit accentuating and clashing with each other, that late hopping aroma and the, okay. the coffee mm-hmm. flavor. I think, yeah, that, that's, that's probably important too, is your blend, um, to your, your aromatics. Right, you're, you're, right. you're blend your coffee. Mm-hmm. How that tastes? Yeah, I think the the major difference, though, I think you can get away with a different coffee, perhaps. But uh, for me, the yeast, uh, you know, if you if That's you go the with the one. if you go with the yeast, if you're trying to clone it, if you um, just stick with the recipe as is, I think, uh, you know, hit your numbers and go with the the, the yeast. I think you can use, um, you know, if you can get a, a blend of coffee that's close, I think you'll you'll be very very pleased. Uh, but you can also buy the the coffee off of the the Terrapin website. All righty, so we're calling this one not cloned. I, you know, I'm the lone dissenter here. I, I just thought, uh, you know, it was really right in there. When did you get so nice Good to job. me though? You're kicking me in the back of the yeah. shins the other day. I, I need something from you, so. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's probably yeah. borrowing money again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from JP. Yeah. Yeah. Guess, who's yeah. Guess who's not going to be a virgin tomorrow, boy? <laughs> Me. <laughs> right. uh, Any questions from the chat room on this one? Uh, we have a couple. Uh, Having to deal with this beer? Yeah, on top of this process. Um, it, it, uh, not this specific beer, but uh, aging. Uh, one is aging high-gravity oatmeal stouts, mm-hmm. and the other is uh, using coffee uh, in, in beer. All right, let's, um, let's do it. All right. Uh, Socks side uh, in the chat says, I just brewed an oatmeal stout, 
but used a bit too much base grain. Now the ferment is done and the alcohol level is 7.3% mm-hmm. and tastes like it. Mm-hmm. How can I mellow out the alcohol kick without waiting six months? Uh, add water. <laughs> Jesus, I can't get a word in edgewise here. Yeah. Oh, tasty. Uh, you can make another beer too, but yeah, my, my first choice is to add water. Yeah. Uh, add water or make another beer and blend it? A yeah, blending beer. But... Or uh, wait five months would be my answer. Well, right. the alcohol is still going to be there, so... Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Never going to wait. He wants to hide it. it. The alcohols can oxidize and are you know get converted into esters and things like that. But yeah, you uh, might try. You could do it in a glass. Just take a little bit, of some of the beer, and mm-hmm. add add some water. Yeah. Like a third is third more water, and see how it tastes. If you like it, mm-hmm. then but, I'd use carbon, you know, boiled and carbonated water. But, but you know, at, at seven point three, you know, oatmeal stout, you know, it shouldn't be alcoholic. And you know, if you're not controlling your fermentation temperature, you know, you know, you're maybe using too much uh, oxygen, what? or you know, a lot of you know your pitching rates, things like that. You, if you control those things, you know, take for example, I, I mentioned this a number of times is um, Ale Smith's um, Speedway Stout. It's like fourteen percent alcohol. You'd swear it wasn't six or seven. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can barely. It's warming, but you don't taste any real alcohol right. because you know how you handle fermentation de- determines how much alcohol character you're going to get. So you should be able to do that and and still get a uh, a nice uh, you know clean beer. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, PSUH Homebrewer uh, says if you were to use coffee extract, would you add it towards the end of the boil or still at the beginning? Coffee extract? Yeah. Uh, um, so I guess just dissolved yeah. it or, you know, into a syrup. I, I, I don't know. If it was if it was sterile, uh, you could just add it any time. You could dose your your beer with it later on, and that's probably oh. what I would do. If you had, like, a cold press that was sterile or something like that, I would add it after I'd fermented it to taste, and then, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't lose any of those aromatics or things like that. Mm. Um, if it needs... To be sanitized, then I would add it, add it, you know, 15 minutes before the end of the boil. But you're going to lose some of the character of that coffee. Oh, yeah, just the scrubbing that takes place in the ferment is going to take right. some of the character. Right, the boil, the ferment. Right. So if, you know, if you can get a, a nice uh, sterile coffee, then I'd, I'd add it after fermentation to, to taste. Yeah, to taste. That's important. Do a little bit at a time to get it just the way you want it. Yep. And that's all we got from the chat. All right. Uh, another good show, I think. Uh, you did a you did a good job on this, JP. It's, Thanks, uh, man. I mean, if you're making a good beer, then um, you know it's just a matter of dialing in the other things to to make it cloned. You know, it's not like you brewed a crappy beer. So, well, I appreciate it. Um, I still have to go and clean up. I have a full mash tun and a boil kettle that's uh, from oh, yeah. a week ago. From this yeah. beer? <laughs> just didn't have time. So all you need to do is add a little more strike nice. water to your mash. And, then I'm good, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, are you sure that, that I didn't brew this beer? <laughs> are we lying? Something's wrong here. You're switching positions These here. These are this all of my things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you see, sitting in your seat, he's taking on your... It's contagious. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to Europe for 10 years. That's contagious, man. It's a good chair is oh, what that, that is. Right. <laughs> the mash tun's not going to smell good, man. <laughs> cool. Well, another great show. Uh, if you're listening live, stick around. We've got, uh, oh, three, four, five more shows to go. And uh, yep. Tasty wants to give a prize to the uh, the person who's still listening at the end and, and sober or not sober or who has a good question at the end. That was it, right? Yeah, the best question in the last session, uh, I'm going to send a... Um 
Heretic uh, uh, brewing card. Uh, Heretic has no beer. <laughs> Heretic but, uh, business card. I have beer. I'm going to send you a, a bottle of Janice Brown. All oh. right. There you go. Nice. Nice. All right. So check out our sponsors, Northern Brewer. Uh, northernbrewer.com, blickmanengineering.com, adamandeve.com. Don't forget that that uh, code CYBI gets you 50% off, some free DVDs, and a special nasty gift. Uh, and uh, don't forget the HA giveaway. Lots of good stuff. Uh, keep on listening and uh, enjoying the show. Uh, we'll be back for more in a little bit. Until then, I'm Bruce Strong. And often. 